Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 6 through 16, called The Life of the Church. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews 13. Talking about the life of the church today as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the letter to the Hebrews. Father, as people are turning Bible pages right now, I want to come before you and again offer this Bible study to you. Lord, I pray that you would teach us by your Holy Spirit. I know that I've prepared, but I know what's most important is that you would prepare not only my heart, but the hearts of your people to receive what you would say to them, the implanted word that is able to save their souls and it's also able to build up and that we might grow by the word of grace. Lord, uh, as you lead us and guide us by your Holy Spirit, may you show us things that you'd want us to do in response to this this message because James tells us that we're to not merely be, be hearers but doers of the word. It's not about legalism, it's not about law, but it is about a response to grace that you've called us to respond in a way that we walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which we've been called. And so, Father, as we come, we want to offer ourselves afresh to you as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to you. This is reasonable in view of your great mercy. And I pray, Father, that you would uh, just speak to the hearts of your people, exhort where there, there needs to be exhortation, encourage, mend, do all that you can do. You know every heart, Father. And so I pray you'd work in a mighty way, soften our hearts, soften my heart to what your voice would say, to what the Spirit would say to the church. We pray in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Now last week we tackled the first six verses of Hebrews 13, and we saw five manifestations of the Christian life that are noted in the verses. If you follow along with me really quick, we'll do a review. In Hebrews 13, notice the five manifestations are brotherly love, verse 1. They are hospitality, verse 2. They are empathy or remembering the prisoners. We talked about the persecuted church last Sunday and how we should have uh, empathy to the degree as though we were in prison with them. We should pray with that kind of fervency. The fourth manifestation is purity. It talks about letting the marriage bed uh, be held in honor, marriage held in honor, the marriage bed undefiled. And then we talked about contentment. And we talked about how, as Americans, much of the advertising that comes our way uh, breeds in us a discontentment and tries to make us think that we need stuff. And of course, as Americans, we were convicted, and I had people come up to me and say, that was convicting. And I said, amen, brother, I was convicted too. But you have to take this out of an American context because this was written, although it has application for us, it was written to a little Hebrew church in the first century. And when he said, learn to be content with where you are, he was talking about contentment in the midst of, get this, persecution. You're being pushed out of familial relationships, pushed out of the synagogue. People may be shunning you. You're dealing with even imprisonment and possibly martyrdom. Be content. Now, that's a different picture, isn't it? And that kind of makes me feel even more convicted now. 
because I was thinking, oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well now. I'm trying to be content with my house and maybe with my vehicles. And some of you, being honest, might even say with my relationships right now, right? But this little church was dealing with the fact that to follow Jesus Christ costs them a lot. And the writer's saying, look, you are to be, let your character be free from the love of money, verse 5. Being, let it be a state of being, being content with what you have. And here's why you can do it. For he himself has said, I will never, here's the way you could uh, render it in English from the most emphatic double negatives in the Greek. I will never, ever desert you nor will I ever forsake you so that we may confidently say, you can say this with confidence and think of the little Hebrew church and what they were going through. The Lord is my helper, verse six. I will not be afraid. What shall man do to me? That was the issue. The threat of persecution, the threat of imprisonment. And the writer saying, look, let all of these things abound. Don't make it just about you because I know when persecution is happening, we can tend to kind of close ourselves off and make it about us. He says, no, let the brotherly love continue. Let that hospitality continue, the empathy, the purity, the contentment, and wrap it all up in this bow. The Lord is with you. He's your helper. This is how you can do it. The same Christ that saves you is the Christ that will empower you to live in this way. He is your helper. He is always there 24-7. But we all know that we're human. And we all know that though the Lord is with us and though we have these promises that he will never, ever forsake us, uh, honestly, there are many times when I need someone with skin. That's what the little boy said, you know, when the thunder and lightning was happening that one night, daddy came in and said, calm down, son, I know it's screaming outside, I know you're, you're afraid, but Jesus is always with you, and the little boy says, yeah, but daddy, I need someone with skin right now. I need a human, I need someone physical. Now, Jesus is human, but uh, 100% human, 100% God, but he's in heaven now, interceding for us, yes, but I need some, something tangible, something I can get my arms around. I need someone human that can give me an, an example. And while we're always careful to say, don't hold up people, don't put people on a pedestal, everybody has feet of clay, including yours truly, that's true. We still have human examples, and it is still biblical to follow the faith of others and even to imitate their faith. Look at the verse, verse 7. Hebrews uh, 13 says, remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, notice this, imitate their faith. That word for imitate is where we get the English word mimic their faith. Now all of us have mimicked people to a certain degree. We know that little kids mimic uh, mom and dad. We know that we may have had a mentor or a coach uh, uh, in our lives and we mimic their behavior. We've learned to do certain things. I coach baseball and I, I love it how the little kids will mimic the batting stance of their favorite major leaguer. You know, they're, they're doing all the actions and they like to mimic that stuff. We all need human models. As long as we don't get it wrong, a human model in the Christian faith is good to the degree that they lead you to Jesus Christ. Amen? So we're not to put people on a pedestal, but we do need human leaders. And look at some of the things that we are exhorted to do. We are to remember those who led us. Uh, Implicit in this verse, notice, is those who spoke the word of God to you. What you should do is follow people who taught you the faith or recollect them or remember how they lived. It leads on to the next thing. Consider the result of their conduct. What are the results? 
What did their life end up to be? Uh, I know of a, a football coach who is a Christian, and uh, he's got a different approach to coaching. Instead of yelling at the kids and berating them all the time, he's really an encourager, and he, and he teaches them the game, but he, there's a lot of encouragement. As a matter of fact, he'll tell his players, I love you. That seems to be a little strange sometimes on a football field, but the kids begin to embrace what he's doing, and the team thrives. And people always ask the natural next question, do you win? And they've won like two or three, I think, state championships under this coach. You see, people come together, and they come together as family, and it works. There's a love. And when the seniors are about to graduate, you know what he does? He has them all write their own obituary. And when they're about to graduate, he says, write your own obituary because I want you at this point in your life, with your life, uh, by the grace of God, uh, totally ahead of you, I want you to write your obituary and then I want you to live in such a way that your obituary would match your actual life. That the results would be what you want it to be. This is what I want to be remembered for and then put feet to that. Because you have a short life on this earth. Only a short window to live. And he says, so put that down and then live accordingly. Consider the results. Do you have someone in your life or did you have someone in the past who was really a discipler for you, a mentor to you? Can you think about how they responded to situations, difficulty, maybe even personal tragedy? And you can model your faith after those people. With this qualification, turn to 1 Corinthians 11. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians. Look at verse 1 of chapter 11. Paul, using the same word that we have in Hebrews 13, 7 of mimicking, says these words. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. He says, be imitators, mimic, if you will, be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. Now, we've all probably heard that verse, follow me as I follow Christ. But what does that really mean? Well, let's see what he says before that. Look at verse 31 of chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians. He says, first, uh, verse 31, chapter 10, whether you eat or drink, or notice, whatever you do, do all to what? To the glory of God. Some of you need to put whether you mow your lawn, right? Wash the dishes, whether you're cleaning up something, whatever it is, do all to the glory of God. Whatever you do, look at the second part. Give no offense either to Jews or to Greeks, you could say Gentiles, or to the church of God. Now, by the way, those three people groups cover everybody in humanity. Give no offense to Jews, to Gentiles, and to the church. Here's the second way you can imitate me as I imitate Christ. Do everything for the glory of God. Here's how you put feet to it. Do everything for the glory of God, no matter how mundane it may seem. Give your day to God. Ask God to intervene in your circumstances. And secondly, don't walk around offending people. Give no offense to either Jews or Greeks or to the church of God. Now, some of you may be thinking, now, wait a minute, we're not supposed to please men. Of course we're not. Uh, Paul says, just as I also please all men in all things, but what's his goal? Not seeking my own profit, but the profit of the many that they may be, what? Saved. Let your life, if you're going to imitate me as I imitate Christ, Paul might say, let your life be a constant uh, uh, endeavor of evangelism. 
The gospel is already offensive, so don't go around offending people just to offend them. Don't be offensive for offense sake, but be faithful to the gospel. Be all things to all people by, that by means of it you might save some of them. Let that be the result. Let that be the legacy that you leave behind. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. If you are a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, we could use your help. We are excited to announce we have the opportunity to broadcast on a new radio station. It's a daily program. We can be on every day like we are here, and we can be ministering to a whole new group of people. An opportunity that will help this ministry reach more people like you in Oahu, Hawaii. The door is open, the gospel is free. But the old saying is, someone's got to put in the plumbing. (laughs) Our mission with Pastor Michael's teachings is to equip listeners with God's Word in a way that helps them address today's issues, trends, and culture. In his spiritual workout plan, what is that spiritual workout plan? It's to heal. It's to get better. It's to pursue some things. And one of the things that you pursue is peace. But before we say yes to this opportunity, we could use your help. The price to broadcast on this radio station daily is $2,491 a month. Can you partner with us to reach people in Hawaii? Would you become a Walk in Truth partner today? Your financial commitment of at least $20 a month would help us reach this goal. That's about the price to go out and get a sandwich, a bag of chips, and a drink. We have until the end of September to raise these funds. If you become one of the 125 new partners, you'll be part of the team bringing God's truth to more people. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to help us expand, we could use your help. That means four people would have to make a commitment each day until the end of September. Would you be one of the four now? Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. Thank you so much to all of our partners, all of our listening family, all of our new listeners. We love you. Begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. But be faithful to the gospel. Be all things to all people, by, that by means of it you might save some of them. Let that be the result. Let that be the legacy that you leave behind. Because you have only one life. And soon it will be passed. And only the things that you do for Christ will last. And so you have to ask yourself a question, and it is not, please go back to Hebrews, it is not about us and our legacy, but you have to ask a question. You are leaving a legacy. Whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, and it's going to be one that's either God-glorifying, that people can follow as Christians, or it's not. And I know we're all in process, but the point is this, you were to remember those who led us. Now, see the word remember back in Hebrews 13, 7? Those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you. That word for spoke there has a nuance of a past tenseness. It appears that these leaders are no longer with them. And if you connect it back to verse 3, see verse 3 in Hebrews 13, where it says, remember the prisoners, it is quite possible that the leaders of this little Hebrew church are now in prison. They're no longer there. And now you have a little Hebrew church that's kind of wondering, who do we look to now? And they're called to recall the leadership that was there. And some scholars believe that remember those who led you, 
means that those who led them are now dead and perhaps even martyred. Could you imagine how you would feel if you were looking to a person who was really a leader in your life and all of a sudden they are stripped away from you? You can no longer make that late night phone call and lay that dilemma before them. You could no longer get their counsel in the moment. You can no longer ask them to guide you through a difficult process. You would feel that. You would be wondering, what do I do now? And the little church is called to remember the example of those who have gone on. You might have a person that way in your life. You might long to talk to a parent or a pastor that has since gone home to be with the Lord. And the little church is reminded, you know what? Move forward. And here's how this leads into verse 8, a verse that we all are probably familiar with. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today, yes, and forever. Now the context is man changes. You long to have a relationship with someone who led you before, but what we know about humanity is that humanity is mutable. You say, Pastor Michael, what does that mean? Well, God is immutable. He's unchanging. It's one of his uh, characteristics of his nature that we cannot copy, but we change. We see it in the cycle of birth and death, don't we? Little babies are born, they're full of life, their skin is soft, they're, they're just bouncing around and then they grow. And then they grow to be a little toddler and a little kid and adolescence and a teenager and then gray hairs become uh, a reality. And all God's people said, some of God's people said, amen, and cover them up and, and all that stuff, right? But in the end... The cycle of birth and death shows us one thing about humanity. We change. Have you ever had somebody come up to you and say, you know, they haven't seen you for 20 years. Man, you look exactly the same. And you say, you liar. Liar. Broke a commandment, right? Someone was in my office this last week, and there was a picture of Brenda and I, my beautiful wife, on the desk. It was from about eight or nine years ago. And the person, being very blunt, says, Michael, what's that picture taken? I said eight or nine years ago, it was taken at the farm in Norco. And this person in love said, uh, Brenda, you look exactly the same, but Michael, and he kind of just shook his head at me. And I said, what? What? He said, you look 20 years older. And I'm like, oh man, you know. But your wife, she looks the same. Thanks a lot. I have to make a confession. Sometimes I'm on my email and do you ever see those things pop up where it says, where are they now? And it'll show a movie star from a show years ago. And, and you recognize them. You go, oh, I watched that show as a little kid. And, you know, they were a good-looking person, attractive, whatever. And so it says, see where they are now or what they look like now. And so I can't help it. I've got to click and see, you know, what's going on. What do they look like now? And then I get to that picture and I go, oh, right? Because it's like 30 years ago and you remember what they were like. And now you see it catches up to us. That's the one thing that I know about humanity. We are immutable. We change. Attitudes change. Our looks change. And we cannot always be there for one another, though we'd like to be. Though I'd like to say to my child and my spouse, I will always, for the next hundred years, but there's going to be a time when I'll be gone. And I pray that my children, and perhaps by the grace of God, my grandchildren can look on a legacy that produce something because of the grace of God. But I know this, if I'm going to do my job, the best thing that I can do for those that I love is say to them, there's one who does not change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Think about it this way. Jesus Christ died for us on the cross yesterday. 
Today he is ever, uh, he's in heaven ever living to intercede for us and he's coming again in the future, right? He's coming again tomorrow, if you will, to take us back home and forever and ever he is faithful. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. It said at the memorial marker to John Wesley in Westminster Abbey, it bears this inscription, quote, God buries his workmen but he carries on his work. The gates of Hades will never prevail against the church. And so we are to imitate the faith of those that we respect, those who taught us the faith from the word of God. If you're going to follow someone, make sure that when you have a question, they take you to this and not to popular opinion. Not to someone who blows with the wind. Not to someone who says, well, you know what, the current polls say that this is what people think. No, no, no. Someone who takes you and teaches you the faith That's what you need to follow. Go to Ephesians chapter uh, 5. Ephesians, just a few books backwards towards the Gospels. Ephesians 5. Now you're to imitate those whom you respect, who teach you the Word of God, but the most important thing is that you're to imitate God. Ephesians 5.1 says this, Therefore be, remember our word for mimic, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. You know how children love to imitate their parents. You've been listening to The Life of the Church, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 13, 6 through 16. And if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Hey, just to let you know, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Our hope is to broadcast this program on more radio stations to reach more people like you. Our ministry has grown a lot over the years, and it's thanks to our church and our listeners that have become our financial partners. Our producer, Rob Newton, went to Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California recently to update the congregation on the state of Walk in Truth. He talked about where we are, what's new, where we'd like to go, and how you can help. If you'd like to listen to Rob Newton and Pastor Michael's short presentation, you'll find it on the Walk in Truth podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's also on walkintruth.com. We've entitled it The State of Walk in Truth. And again, you'll find it on the Walk in Truth podcast on your favorite podcast app. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, you may be asking, well, how do I imitate God? God's perfect. I'm not. That's why I follow Jesus. Come on, Pastor Michael. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm just, you know, don't, don't give it to the messenger. I'm the messenger here, right? I'm just, I just preach the Bible to you. It says imitate God. (laughs) So, you know, when you, when you have a human leader that, um, you respect, let's just say it's a uh, person who led you to the Lord, a parent, grandparent pastor, maybe a a radio pastor who's uh, impacted you, a missionary, an author, etc. Well, that person can be someone you imitate because it's nice to have a human example. And Jesus, of course, is a human example, but he's the God-man. So, yes, we're called to imitate him. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. Here's the point. When you see someone who is walking close to Jesus, they can be an influence and a mentor for you. And you can imitate God as beloved children. You can become more and more like Jesus. Here's the key. Just know it'll be a process.
It'll be a process. It will be a process. It will happen little by little. But if it's happening and you could stand each New Year's Eve and say, I'm not the man or woman I want to be, but I'm not the man or woman I used to be, then you're moving in the right direction. And even if you've taken a step backward, you can get back where you need to be by drawing close to him. This is Pastor Michael Lance. You're listening to Walk in Truth right here on your radio station or podcast. Hey, if you want to find out more about us, you can go to walkintruth.com and get all the updated information on the ministry, who we are, the church behind it, how to partner. Uh, you can tell us how the broadcast has been a blessing to you. You can submit a prayer request in the comment section, walkintruth.com, and we'll see you right here tomorrow. Hey, if you're a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, we could use your help. We're excited to announce that we have an opportunity to broadcast on a radio station in Oahu, Hawaii. The price to broadcast on this radio station daily is $2,491 a month. Can you partner with us to reach people in Hawaii? Would you become a Walk in Truth partner today? Your financial commitment of at least $20 a month would help us reach this goal. We have until the end of September to raise these funds. So if you become one of 125 new partners, you'll be part of the team bringing God's truth to more people. That means four people would have to make a commitment each day until the end of September. Will you be one of those four now? Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 6 through 16, called The Life of the Church. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.